This is a Broad Pods production. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. This is a Broad Pods production. This is Broad Radio. For you, by you. Broad Radio. Here for more. Hi there, it's Joe Stanley here. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Broad Radio On The Go. My co-host in this episode is hair and makeup artist and all-round creative, Kerry Stanley. And we have two beautiful conversations for you. First up, okay, life is challenging, right? So we talk about finding ways, easy and quick ways and really accessible ways to feel a little bit better. And we do this with musical superstar Lucy Durack, who has launched an app. It's a mental well-being app called Hey Lemonade and it's absolutely beautiful. So Lucy joins us to tell us how we can just take three minutes in our day to feel better. And our second guest is producer of Sydney World Pride, Lisa Freshwater, who shares with us what we can look forward to at the world's biggest party next year and also how important it is for us to hear stories from diverse voices. But first up, Kerry joins us at a time when she's working backstage on all of the wigs amazing for Phantom of the Opera. So we start with a behind the scenes, peek behind the curtains of what it's like backstage at a massive musical theatre production. Kez, uh, how do, what do you describe yourself as? Like you're a makeup artist, but you're kind of a performer slash media oh, person. I'd like to think slash... I'm a performer. I'm not, but thank you for that. <laughs> In my mind, I'm Beyonce. Um, no, I'm a bit of a, I call myself an all-rounded creative, I guess. So I, I move and through ebbs and flows of what I tend to do. So it's generally working from the shoulders up. That's yeah. how I like to kind of navigate that. So currently, what's brought me back to Melbourne, I'm working on Phantom of the Opera, which is so exciting. And my mum reminded me that that's the first musical that we went to together back in 1993 in Brisbane. So it's exactly the same, as in it's the same lyrics, it's the same storyline, but this particular version of it's been reimagined. So it's new set design, new costume. And it's the first time it's been done this way in the world. And it is stunning. It's amazing. beautiful. It's really amazing. It is true that I think a lot of people discovered theatre for the first time because of Phantom of the Opera in the 90s. Yeah, and there's a real fandom, no pun intended, they, they <laughs> had the PH and, and so there, there, were, there were fans. 
there are real fans out there and they will see it multiple times and yeah. they'll let you know on social media now but thankfully the, the reviews of this particular production is wonderful so cares when you're doing you're doing wigs Yes, we call it the department's called Wham, which is such a great name, isn't it? Who wigs, love that? wigs, hair, and makeup. Yes, so I'm um, in the role of deputy, so um, which means I'm obviously under the head of department, which is very nice and also very busy. So yes, throughout the show, it's a very busy show, wig wise. So it's really interesting when people that haven't been behind peeked behind the curtain of a theatre experience. One may think that you just ah oh, you put a wig on and then that's it for the whole show. But no, there's lots of changes. The ensemble go in and out of different characters, perhaps, um, or you make changes you always work closely with wardrobe as well mm -hmm. and it's such a beautiful show and of course because it's a period show as well there's lots of headpieces which is right up my alley being a milliner I'm really enjoying all of that as well and always have the opportunity to, to dress out the week so basically a typical working week is about 52 hours wow yeah that's, so how many shows is that it's eight shows okay so what days do you have off Monday. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I know you guys, people, people imagine, oh, you know, I'm going to join the entertainment biz. It'll be so glamorous. But it's actually the reality is it's a huge amount Massive, of work, obviously. Yes. Um, and not always that glamorous backstage. Not always glamorous. Mm. And there's, you know, dealing with lots of personalities, which is, you know, it's, it's wonderful. I really love being around entertainers. And there's such a very, the, the current group that I'm with are such, such incredible talent. And they're all very generous of spirit as well. Um, most are pretty experienced. And so it's lovely to be around them. Some, and lovely hearing about their stories as well. Some have been on Les Mis. And of course, it's the auditioning round at the moment too. Wicked's coming up again. I know we're speaking with Lucy Jurak soon, but they're, they're currently auditioning for that at the moment. They're auditioning for Les Mis. They're auditioning for Beauty and the Beast. So hearing all that little behind the scenes as well, it's always quite exciting when you hear of someone that you're working with getting a new gig mm. which is tough I, I don't know how they do it that constant going for roles I don't know how they do it it's phenomenal I think you would have to be extraordinarily resilient because it's hard to you know you've got to separate yourself from the work right and mm. go okay I'm going to put myself out there put my heart and soul into this audition and then when I don't get it I'm going to go oh, I'm okay with that I'll just I try again next time I don't know how they do it yeah. yeah, it's it's extraordinary yeah. how resilient they are. But what I love too that you're alluding to there, which is one of my favourite things about the entertainment industry, and I'm in the media side of it, but I know that the theatre, I'm, I'm certain it's exactly the same, and I see it with my husband who's in the producing sort of crew side of film and TV. So supportive of very different personalities that everyone is kind of, you know, we, in a lot of ways we're here because we're misfits, right? Yes. And there's just a real sense I see where you go, you know what? You're a little quirky. There are things that other people might not forgive in you, but we love you anyway. Yes, and I think absolutely. But also, too, moving forward, like within the within the entertainment industry, there's massive conversations happening now, of course, about diversity mm. um, and inclusivity, which is so essential. So it'll be interesting to see with casting moving forward. Um, I know we're talking with with Lucy so about Wicked, but there's you know there's chat about. Um, I don't know whether overseas there's a woman of colour that's um, in the role of Glinda. You know, so oh, yes. so how lovely. Like we're not now thinking stereotypically that Glinda has to be blonde and blue-eyed. So there could be any race or, or ethnicity, which is really fabulous mm. to see. But there's still big conversations happening around that. There was a lot going on with social media with Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, which is currently playing in Melbourne. There were big conversations going online about 
the story of that. I don't, I've never seen it. It's mm. not kind of my thing, so I can't really contribute to that conversation. But there were lots going, lots of banter going on about mm. it wasn't really appropriate, but but it was blown out of proportion. It was. I just, don't know. I've not seen it, but I do mm. remember having to study that story in Sunday school. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say I have a desire to go back to it. No, it's <laughs> not. Myself. It's not on my top ones to go and see either. <laughs> well, I love. I love imagining you backstage. I have seen some footage on your Insta of you dressing a wig and I know because you're so clever I've got some of your hats as a milliner and you've done my hair and makeup in the past as well I just it's just so glorious to see the artistry of what you do and that it isn't just about just plonking a wig on like you're going to Halloween like there's an actual everything has to be fitted and dressed every time that they wear it there is and there's a bit of folklore behind it too that Mm. how you treat your wig when you're dressed they're all dressed on a block which is a a head shape so it's not dressed out on them Mm. but um, what the energy that you put into it is how it kind of turns out or the energy oh. from the person like if the energy of the of the person wearing it is a bit not great then the wig will end up a little bit askew and a bit not, oh. not great and it's kind of interesting that so we we say like you know don't sometimes a wig can get frustrating to do especially doing period work but if, if i'm finding myself getting a little bit in that zone i will just step away from it because i don't want to swear at it Oh sure, you got. I'm not swearing at the hair. Like you know, for sure. Like it's like she's got a a personality and a life, and 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 has lived before and will live past this show as well. Yes. And the current the the wigs that we have is part of a touring show, which is I found fascinating. So a lot of these pieces have been around the world touring in different um, productions of it for four years. So it's come to us and you go, oh, she's a bit tired. (laughs) She's she's tired. She has seen some things. We've got to give it life and love. <laughs> she needs a little R and R. This one. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Oh, thanks for that little insight. Pleasure. I love that. Well, of course, you know we are talking musicals, and one of Australia's most popular musical superstars is Lucy Durack. I love her. She is like sunshine personified, and she's got a little side hustle with her dear friend Elise McCann, another musical superstar in Australia. And I love this side hustle, and she's joining us now. Lucy, hi there. Hi, Lucy. So nice to see you guys. How are you? Oh, good. Look we at you. Look at oh, Lucy. Darling. Oh, we are. We are theatre royalty right there. Absolutely, theatre royalty. We are thrilled. What are you? <laughs> what do, does that bring out any kind of emotion? Hearing Kerry explain the backstage and the you know the the machinations of the hair and makeup of a show that you is for you. It's second nature. It's your home. But it's true. I mean, like the wig people and the the wig and wardrobe team become your best friends because they're the ones that you spend the most amount of time with especially like joe i don't know if you remember but you and i did legally blonde together <laughs> oh dolls i can't believe you brought it up i i, <laughs> I, I did one show oh, you did that one right. show when you did legally blonde as a part of a ridiculous radio promotion <laughs> that's right <laughs> you are so kind and even bringing that up lucy <laughs> Um, but on a show like Legally Blonde, like I was very fortunate to have one of my best friends, um, two of my best friends really, Jess Murray and Lucetta Stapleton, who did wigs, my wigs and wardrobe. And because I had something like, I don't know, over 20 wig and costume, well, when I say wig and costume changes, like costume changes, but then I'm a big sweater. And so that I had that massive blonde wig. And so it was constantly just having to kind of, you know, tame it and, you know, get the underneath bit that had gotten a bit sweaty and was starting to look a bit, you know, like real, because it's real hair. Um, but yeah, it's it, the choreography backstage is often more intricate than the choreography on stage, and that's what I love about it. Like 
when I was doing Wicked, there used to be this one bit right right towards the end when Glinda walks down the staircase into El- to see Elphaba and they say goodbye and they sing the, fi- the final song called Good Together. And I get to climb up to the top of this staircase and have this kind of bird's eye view of everybody. And there's like people doing quick changes with hair and, and costumes and people moving big pieces of set on with it had fire in them and it's and it was just there was so much going on and it's kind of so dangerous but because it is so well organized um nothing bad happens but it is um it's so full-on to watch and to be part of is a real honor (laughs) you know you always know as somebody who works in musical theater quite has you know i've worked in quite a musical theater for the better part of the last 20 years and you when you know you're going wow gosh those ballerinas have beautiful hair wait (laughs) oh Oh, that's very kind thank you i'll pass pass that on to our head of department hugh he'd love to hear that now um we do need to though speak about your side hustle which now has become like it's it's been birthed this beautiful app which um it's just a it's a pep talk effectively in your pocket can you explain to us what hey lemonade is lucy so elise mccann and i who Elise, you'd know, she played Miss Honey in Matilda, amongst many other roles. Um, but she and I have been friends for the better part of 15 years, 20 years maybe. And uh, when COVID hit, she and I were both finding things a bit stressful. The, sort of the things that weren't serious, serious, but were serious to us, kind of everyday stresses, but that were feeling significantly stressful. And we were both turning to the apps, meditation and wellness apps, and we, we were both finding them a tiny bit woo-woo, or we weren't necessarily always relating to the voice that they were offered in. And but largely it was just taking up time I didn't have. I knew I was meant to be sitting with my eyes closed. I like, I love a bit of meditation, but I was, instead of sitting with my eyes closed for 20 minutes, you know, twice a day, I was changing nappies and making lunches and doing things and thinking, ah, oh, no, I'm failing at this. And so we went for a walk and we had a chat and we were like, see, this is actually really what you need. You just need a, a chat with a friend to nick a stress in the bud. But of course, that's not always available. Like I'm not going to call at least three o'clock in the morning. Or if I've got a big meeting, I'm you know probably not going to be going and getting out of that. So we were like, I just need like a short little you know best friend in my pocket pep talk. And we were like, surely this exists. And we looked everywhere, but it just didn't exist. And so we thought, let's make it ourselves. And so we have. And it was like one of those typical naive moments where you just go, let's make this. And then like 18 months later, it's become our full time job. And- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, trust me, I understand. <laughs> I understand that moment. You. Go, how hard can it be? And then mm. two years later, you go, turns out very hard. <laughs> and I'm very glad I didn't know because we probably wouldn't have done it if I'd known how hard it was, but I'm so glad that we did. So they're all, all the talks are about three minutes long and they're all uplifting pep talks, but in pragmatic um, language and about a specific issue. So when you're feeling blur, when you need a G up for a big meeting, when the people you live with are driving you nuts or the people you love are driving you nuts. And um, we have. We've worked with some incredible writers, so by the likes of Marie Cardi and Benjamin Law and um, Wesley Enoch and Amy Tunick, and the, the list goes on. Michelle Law, we've had so many wonderful writers join us, Susie Youssef. And then every single talk is voiced in at least three different voices. So um, the voices that you can see are, of course, wonderful Tony Armstrong. We just recorded in the Barossa with Maggie Beer, and oh gosh, it's oh, I want Maggie. Maggie to give me a pep talk. Oh, you, that you, be you actually had me at Virginia Gay of course Virginia, yeah, oh, yeah. her voice is just it is all about the voice too As Lucy mm. you touched on that before but when you're flipping through trying to find meditations I can I really related to that too because the voice has to be right otherwise it's annoying which defeats yes. the absolute purpose 
That's it, isn't it? And sometimes you might want something different on a different day. Like we have this gorgeous guy in the app called Chief Brabon, and Chief is an ex-SAS, ex-Navy SEALs trainer. So he's really hardcore, but he's also got a heart of gold. But he, you, you might want like a kick into action to exercise or something like that. And Chief might be a person. But at the same time, you might want that same talk by, you know, Zoe Tarakis does some um, beautiful talks for us and they have a really calm voice. So you might want something super calm. Or Ben Law has such a pragmatic voice and he's just, he really sounds like, you know, your brother that you just love or your best friend. And um, yeah, we just hope that we've, we, we think that we have really got you covered so that however you're feeling, we've got somebody that will suit suit how you'd like to hear your pet talk. Have you done, has it come from researchers to understand what people really need help with? Because I guess, you know, I could list five things, but I don't know if that's actually what the general population needs. Yeah, no, that's true, Joe. We've done significant research. And in, in fact, we were the recipients of the CSIRO research grant um, that we've used to, and we the, the results came through not that long ago, actually. And they were so positive that the CSIRO are now publishing their findings in a paper that should come out beginning of next year. Um, and so we were all thrilled and also kind of relieved because we have, we've got four psychologists on board so that everything passes through psychologists as we go to make sure that it is scientifically sound and that, um, and then, but then it, it's sort of a, the psychologists sit in the writer's room with us and then they also do passes. So we've got the writers who are injecting some lighthearted wit and some pragmatism and some breathing, but in a very kind of non-woo-woo way. And, um, but yeah, we've got wonderful Chris Cheers, who I don't know if anyone follows him, but he, Chris is a wonderful psychologist and throughout the Melbourne lockdowns, he became a, a real voice of um comfort for me particularly and um his instagram posts were just really informative and um just really scientifically sound and made me feel very calm so he we were super excited to get him on board and then we have the wonderful sally clifford and amelia mccann and um ben gerard who's a coaching psychologist and expert in solution-based psychology so uh we've really got some excellent people that have been giving us amazing advice and, and covering off all angles Mm. I love too that it comes from the premise that, of course, I mean, and we say it all the time, it's okay not to not be okay, right? But um, sometimes that's as far as it goes. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And then you go, but what am I to do with it, right? But the solution space is great. It's really good because it's not, we, we steer as far away from toxic positivity as possible. Excellent. It's not that, but it's just about remembering your own resilience in the moment. Like I think you guys were mentioning earlier in the show, performers end up being resilient, but it's true of anybody. You know, life is long and we and nobody has a great day every day. And, and very rarely do you have a great day the whole day. Like every there was that wonderful quote by the woman who, um, I think it was maybe... I don't know if it was the US or the UK, AGT, and she'd been through hardships and she got that golden buzzer. And at the end, she, they said, how do, you, how do you do it? And she said, oh, you can't wait for life not to be hard to be happy. Mm. And I really feel like that, is, that resonates so well. And it, that's a big part of the app because it's like, yeah, things are going to be hard. That is life. But, you know, you've, you've been through 100%. You've gotten through 100% of the challenges that you faced to this point. And so don't forget that. And the person who got you through that was essentially you. You might have had great support, but you were the one that got you through. And this too shall pass. We come back to that a lot. Mm. And just take a breath. We have like an audible breath that we get all of our voices to just do a breathe in and out. And just acknowledging what they've come for. And um, it's just, I, I have the great fortune of listening to them over and over because Elise and I do really conclusive listens to, we, we go through multiple rounds of notes with our wonderful audio team. 
and um, it always, even if it's a, it's a scenario that's not actually happening to me in that moment, there's usually something that is happening to me that's just got really good advice. It sort of largely came out of, I used to always Google what I was stressed about and the main things that would come up were like the, the big and really important Beyond Blue and Lifeline and I think at the time, oh, I'm not, I'm not feeling that and I don't want to take a line away from somebody who is. If somebody is feeling very seriously, you know, having a very serious mental health issue, then they should be the one that gets the help from that person and I'm sure that's how they work. I'm sure they have lots of people ready so mm-hmm. don't take my That's not good. But I remember once when I, um, I was doing Shrek musical, I went back to work when my son Teddy was five weeks old and I was really overwhelmed and I was expressing and um working six days a week and like Kerry was saying you know you only get the one day off and it was I I called this I I I found eventually after trawling through the big ones finding this maternal health nurse line and this bad lax of a maternal health nurse was like how many times you're expressing and I told her, she's like, well, that's ridiculous. Just stop, stop doing that. You don't, who are you trying to prove that to? Don't, don't do that. And it was like, really pragmatic advice. Like, this is what you should do and do it now. And like, instead of being kind of airy fairy or woo woo. Like, I love that. Battleaxe.com. That's who I'm after there. But. We all need a battle axe in our life. So that so the app is called Hey Lemonade and I absolutely love it. Um, congratulations to you and Elise, Lucy. It's just a beautiful side hustle that, yeah, now is your full time. But can you fit that in? Because I know that you haven't left the stage, of course. Elise and I constantly, Elise recently did a production of The Wedding Singer um, in New Zealand and, I, and she was playing the lead role and she was on her Apple Watch in between scenes like going, right, can you just email this person? Like, she's the best <laughs> have continued to work uh as our you know in the in the arts and um and do this at the same time mm. well so yeah congratulations it's, yes. it's a and it just aesthetically it's beautiful from it the is. moment that you open mm. it yeah yes i've subscribed immediately just from the yeah. you, just, you turn it on you went oh, this is beautiful it's, i'm in the right place it's true it's so very clever um we we very quickly have to just acknowledge two things firstly you're doing a show called midnight which opens uh, soon right it actually only opens at mid next year, June. So we, um, but it's really exciting because it's a new Australian musical. So John Foreman and Anthony Costanzo have written the music, and uh, Dean and Pip have written the script. And it's going to be, it's really epic music. Like sometimes we've had, you know, really cool, like there's been some great Australian musicals that have come out in the last few years, and they're often sort of cool or they're kind of small. Or whereas this is lavish, like it's really beautiful. Um, beautiful big showstoppers and uh, a lovely group of people and I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, a yeah. retelling of Cinderella, which, yeah, awesome. And I can't wait to see you in that role, Lucy. And I have to acknowledge that Wicked is back, which is, you know... Oh my yes. God, we all identify Wicked with you, Lucy. So it's going to be interesting to see a whole new production next year. I'm so looking forward to seeing a new production and um, and being in the audience and taking Polly, my daughter Polly. Uh, the last time I did Wicked, I was five months pregnant with Polly and she's now seven. So she's the perfect age because I used to say back when we were doing Wicked, you know, Wicked's for ages eight to 80. And of course, it's I, we took a four-year-old cousin at the time. And if you're over 80, very welcome. Um, but it was, it's... Um, you know, I'm excited. I'm so excited to come back and see, yeah, a fresh new take. And like you guys said, I'm sure there'll be, you know, life has moved on quite quite swiftly, which is so good. And, of course, it could move even more swiftly. Um, but it's so great to hear rumours of, you know, more diverse casting. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that uh, displayed on stage. Amazing. Wonderful. Oh, Lucy Durack, thank you so much for joining us. You know, I adore you. And it's been one, one of my goals this year to get you on the show. And I was so thrilled that you had released Hey Lemonade. So I'm like, this is my chance. <laughs> 
I'm absolutely honoured to catch you both. Thank you so much. Lovely. Thank you, Lucy. Take care. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, Kez, it's now your time to shine because... <laughs> what we, do you mean? Well, I know that you are taking part in the world's biggest party next year when Sydney World Pride happens, 17th of Feb to 5th of March, 2023. To tell us all about it, we're going to be joined by producer Lisa Freshwater. Hi there, Lisa. Hi. Hello, hi, Lisa. Hi, the hardest working person in Sydney. <laughs> uh, leading up to, I know you're probably just taking a little breath at the moment because tell everybody what you've actually collated in the last, well, months. I've been dealing with Lisa directly um, with regards to the um, the arts program, but there's so much going on with City World. Not just the parties, which are great, but there's so much more to it than that, isn't there? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Sydney World Pride is the biggest pride festival. Um, they, it's kind of Mardi Gras on steroids and um, they call it the Olympic of Pride Festivals. And it's the first time that it's come to Australia, to the Southern Hemisphere, in fact. It was bid on by a, by a team in 2018 and um, Sydney won and it's really, really exciting to be here. So Sydney World Pride incorporates um, major events, um, including the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras events and what I look after which is three programs which is World Pride Arts, World Pride Sports and a program called Pride Amplified which is our open access program which gives the opportunity for anybody to be involved in Sydney World Pride. And you know there are huge events, big names playing including Kylie. I mean I feel like she was a non-negotiable <laughs> when it came part to of history. I mean was she was she a part? Uh, there'd, be, there'd be a riot let's be honest <laughs> if Kylie was not there. <laughs> but I mean it's sort of about the smaller events too, right? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I guess World Pride Arts is a program that just hasn't happened in Sydney before and it's on a scale never seen before in Australia. And uh, World Pride Arts is basically bringing together major arts centres uh, all the way through to um, uh independent producers and uh, giving them a platform. So we've got kind of the Art Gallery of New South Wales, the MCA, City Recital Hall, the Sydney Opera House, Campbelltown Arts Centre, Packed Theatre, just thinking about the broad uh, cross-section, Riverside Theatre, Belvoir, Griffin, every single art centre across Sydney is participating in Sydney World Pride. And we have been able to um, create a funding stream to ensure that independent producers and these 
arts centres are, are able to, to participate and create incredible work with queer themes. So it's going to be a complete greater Sydney takeover. What I really mm. love is that there'll be stories being told that perhaps haven't been told before from perspectives that we've mm. not seen before. And I'm actually referring mm. to one of the things you're doing, Kes, which is an exhibition about drag kings. Tell yeah, us about that because to me, I don't think anybody sort of, you think about drag queens, but the drag king yeah. is so, totally not told. Absolutely. Well, this is the love project from my partner, Sexy Galaxy, who is a, a world famous drag mm. king. And that came about because there is little to none, no information in the archives, in the queer archives. So uh, we're undertaking this exhibition called Behind the Zip, clever name, which we're being funded by the World's Arts uh, Program, which is very exciting. And so it, it accommodates um, an exhibition of our, of the drag king histories around Australia pre-2006, so mm. pre-social media. So it's going to be a, a multi-level experience uh, and incorporating with events around that as well. So doing a Q&A with meeting some of these drag king legends from the, the 90s and early 2000s. And there, there's just going into the queer archives here, there's such little on the women so mm. that's why we want to change that up and make it an archival project and with mm. the funding we've been very fortunate to be able to put this together yeah yeah absolutely and there's a real uh, Kerry I think you'll agree like there's a it's really a time for drag kings right now isn't it so to be able to visit the history of drag kings in Australia is incredible it's a space that I think a very niche part of the community know about but to really celebrate drag kings and royalty on this level and to try and give them a platform and lift them up like you know the, the drag queens all across uh, the world have is really really exciting we're so excited for your project Kerry thank you yes we're, we're, we're happy to be putting it on and of course there's so many other um, different there's how many in the pride amplified program tell us a little bit about that Lisa there's over 300 acts going yeah on. so pride amplified yeah as I mentioned this is the open access program you register to be part of it and so we've got kind of promoters from Sydney from interstate and and actually from you know global promoters coming to do both parties experiences arts and cultural events um, and lots of community events as well. Like it's really a place where there's something for everybody in Pride Amplified. We opened registrations back in June and we have 192 projects in the guide. I'll just, uh, I can show you our guide. So you oh, isn't that pretty? It's pretty beautiful, isn't it? But that's, yeah, that's how, it's, how it's big the festival is. That's a queer it's Bible. A Bible. 192 projects at the moment, but we're also open for registrations right now, closing on the 28th of um, of this month of November. And um, so people can still register their event to be put on the website. We have a Pride Amplified website, which really promotes all of those um, all of those events. And yeah, and we we're looking like there's probably going to be about 300 events in Pride Amplified, 72 in World Pride Arts, and we have 17 amazing sports events. So which I also look after Kerry, as we know, and, <laughs> yes. um, and probably come from Kerry's background and it's been a very big learning curve with my sporting knowledge. <laughs> Do you know what? That's so funny to me, right? Because I'm the same. I'm theatre and performance and writing background, but my daughter loves sport. And what I have learned about it is if you go through the lens of the drama and what it does for human you as a person, it's just like theatre. It really is. <laughs> it, it really is theatre. It's like, you know, it's, it's there's the passion in it and also I think um, what I've really learned about sports people is they're very aligned with arts people you know they're focused and disciplined and passionate and you know 
the, the commitment to what they do is really extraordinary mm. and I have so much, um, yeah. yeah, I just look up to them so much. It's really exciting. I have now learned that half-time is not called interval. So. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's so funny about that is when I take my husband to the theatre, he calls interval half-time. <laughs> or lunch break. <laughs> It's the same. It doesn't matter. I love it. Um, you know, the other really beautiful thing about when you're opening up events to the community and to people who are putting on their own, whatever it might be, right, um, the process of it is that they're they're telling their story and they're learning about themselves. And that's what's so, so important about these events is that it's not just what yeah. the audience experiences, but it's what the people who are actually exploring themselves in putting it on are doing. Mm. Yeah, I love this, Joe, because it's really about autonomous storytelling. It's mm. about people with lived experiences telling their stories in their way. And I think that's when you get a really profound and extraordinary experience on stage or, you know, wherever it is, whether it's a party or whether it's an outdoor experience, when it's the people whose experiences and stories are their own, it changes the way that we're able to view it and the lens that we view it through. Mm, absolutely. Mm. I'd like to mention too, actually, it's only two days since that very devastating mass shooting in Colorado mm. Springs mm. in the gay nightclub there, in a hate crime that killed five people and injured so many more. I think we need to remember, and often people overlook the fact that something like World Pride, it's it exists because, you know, the discrimination and uh, persecution of the gay community is still so prevalent. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. It's still absolutely real. And it's real for all parts of the community, especially a lot of our marginalised community, our trans community, our gender diverse community, who are really still struggling. And a lot of the queer community experiencing not just these incredible, like really heart-wrenching things that are happening still in a in, in America or in many first world countries, but are bringing the focus to the experiences of those who experience microaggressions every single day. And that is what happens here today in Australia. We also have an incredible human rights conference, which is gonna be for three days at the ICC, which is really shining a light on the injustices of the Asia Pacific. So there's going to be active ways of looking at how to make real change in the festival and what we can do beyond to really improve the lives of LGBTQIA plus people. Mm. Oh, it's so I mean, that more, yeah, it's now more than ever. I mean, mm. continually, we're still continuing to have these conversations and, and having to have hard conversations and hopefully falling on the right ears mm. for things to change. Mm. You know, we, we know where we all sit, mm. but it's the greater community that, um, well, yeah, unfortunately, we, that need to hear it, don't yeah. they? Absolutely. How many thousands of people will descend on Sydney next year, do you think? Well, there's like a number, <laughs> there's a whole lot of different numbers, but there's uh, Deloitte did a study and I think there's like 1.2 million participants. So that's including all of us, everybody who's here, everyone who's involved, or everyone coming from interstate and global visitors. Um, but there's going to be a lot of people waving that rainbow flag in Sydney next year. There's actually going to be a lot of, we've got like a rainbow project where you know, councils and organisations are doing rainbows all over Sydney where you can follow that around. Uh, so it's going to be a very colourful uh, uh, month between the 17th of February and the 5th of March. How amazing. Yeah, it'll be exciting. Mm. And I think Sydney actually does need it. I think, you know, if also to bring back a bit of, to bring mm. the life back, the queer nightlife back mm. into Oxford Street, which mm. of course was the hub for forever, mm. um, it needs that injection. Mm. And I think Sydney World Pride is, mm. just, is going to be 
at how it happens. Mm. Yeah, it's essential. We need to take it back. Yeah. Well, the rest of the country can descend and really enjoy Sydney at its best. Yeah. I mean, look, the queers know how to party. <laughs> I, I want to get there. I don't know. It's my daughter's birthday that weekend, and I'm like, I might have oh, to just, just say put the party sorry, on the Friday. Come for Mardi Gras. Oh, there's Come to three weekends. Still. <laughs> three weekends. Hey, Lisa, congratulations ahead of time. I know that you've got a lot of work to get yourselves there, and by the time you end at the end of uh, March, middle of March, beginning of March, you are going to need a big lie down, a big sleep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but congratulations. It's really extraordinary. It's doing amazing things, yes. and I just yeah, huge party. I can't wait to see how it unfolds. Thanks for all your hard work, Lisa, and to your team as well. Thanks, Kerry. Thanks, Joe. Now, one last thing that I'd like to share with our audience, um, because I have you here as a makeup artist, Mm. and I know that you're an expert in skin. You've got a real passion for skin, Mm. and you're women over 40 Mm, who might need a little bit of a, you know... What can you share with us that we can have a takeaway that's going to maybe make us feel fresh and livened and, um, you know, perhaps less tired and old? Uh, Okay, rethink what, if you're into wearing makeup, rethink of what your foundation is. So if you've been doing the same thing forever, time to perhaps change it up. It could be changing your formulation up. So we want to have something that's a little bit more, I like a little bit of coverage still, but Mm. I don't want it to be mattified. So have a look at the wording that's on your foundation. So it could be something that's, um, you know, you get a little bit of, you know, light coverage, but dewy finish. Uh, Look at perhaps applying it with a a bigger buffing brush. So you buff it onto your skin Uh or use less, use your fingers to warm it up and really get it on and blush. Ah, oh, yeah. Blush is nice. Get a bit of colour on your cheeks. Because sometimes I worry if I use blush, I'm going to look like I've, you know, um, sort of, you know, when they colour old photos, like <laughs> when when they put like colour on a yes. sepia photo, yes. I worry that I'm going to look like that. Well, just don't put too much on. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. <laughs> no, look, you want to like, keep it a little bit, especially as um, we want to lift the face up. What happens mm. when we age? Everything just drops a wee bit. Mm. So another, so keep your your colour on your cheeks just that little bit higher, and also. Um, I mean, I love a bright lippy, but not everyone does. But mm. our lip shape changes as we get older. So we want to change our lip shape up by um, taking it not to the corners and make it a little bit fuller. So even if you do so it higher mood, rather than wider. Correct. Because when it's wide, what's happening with our mouth is this happens. Oh, yeah, you look like you're sad all the time. Yes, yeah, this. You don't want to look mm. sad. You've got no. resting bitch face already. 100%. Yeah. No, that's going to change. <laughs> Okay, Stay so tuned for more makeup I tips. I love it. Higher, not wider. <laughs> I quick. love this. What great tips. Oh, thank Thanks, you. Kev. Oh, my I, pleasure. It's so nice to be here. Oh, I'm so glad that we had you, luckily, in Melbourne. Um, we'll be back with more Broad Radio next week. We'll see you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.